And here's an ad from our sponsors. Have you ever heard about Anchor? Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Be Fearless podcast. Today, I have a three times best international bestseller author. Um, uh, she is a uh, confidence co uh, coach and also an inspirational speaker. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the one and only Dorothy Ines del Tufo. Welcome, Dorothy. Hey. Sí. Hola, hola. Hola. <laughs> so happy to have you here. ¿Cómo? So happy to have you here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here finally. We planned this like what two, two, three months ago. Yes, two, three months ago. <laughs> so looks like we made it. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I don't know. I have that. Um I have this uh I don't know, it, like for me, just to make sure that I have everything set up and everything is just like roll smoothly, like I plan it like months ahead. Mm -hmm. And this podcast is not the exception. So I am so glad to have you here, finally. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so Dorothy Ines, I, have, I have, need to make sure I call you by the right name. <laughs> You know what? Can I just share really quick? Because I think it's people understand, you know, when they understand why uh -huh. names, then it helps them. So can, do you mind if I share really? Sure. Quick? Just go ahead. So, yeah, really quick. So I was Inez or Ines, as you would call me, um, for the last, well, I would say up until the age of 40. And then what ended up happening is when I started my business, uh, when I started my business, I went to the Lord and I was like, I asked God, what should I call my business? And um, I heard Dorothy Inez and I'm like, what? Dorothy Inez, you know, I hate that name, Dorothy. Are you serious? And um, God said, remember what your name means. Remember what your name means. Dorothy means gift of God. And Inez means with a pure heart. And that is who I have called you to be to all the women I serve. And so Dorothy Inez means gift of God with a pure heart. And at the time my name was changed in 2010, Dagmar, I did not 
feel like a gift of God with a pure heart. I was struggling with unforgiveness. I had a lot of anger in my heart, but I it was just at the very beginning of my own journey to self-love and acceptance. And so a part of that was you know, my name being changed and that name, Gift of God with a Pure Heart, having this awareness was calling me forth in who God was calling me to be. That's amazing. I love that story. I love it. So now yes. <laughs> God with a pure heart, but sometimes, Dagmar, I don't feel like a gift of God with a pure heart when everybody keeps calling me Dorothy because I'm like, it's Dorothy hyphen. It's like when you see Krista Marie, Sally Sue, but everyone's go, hey, Dorothy. And I'm like, oh. So, <laughs> I mean, but that's good. You know what I like about that? Because you already came to accept and internalize the, the name that God gave you you came to accept your purpose. Mm -hmm. So now there's no way for anybody to change it because no. it's already instilling you. Yeah, no. And that's my, and it's actually, it's my first name and my, it's not a name that just got pulled out of the sky, but it is my first name that I never went by my whole life, except on military paperwork. Cause I'm a child of a, of a military officer. So, you know, Army for life, girl. Yep. <laughs> Army for life. That's right. <laughs> so, so glad to be, to have you here. Now that we're talking about your childhood and your upbringing, I always ask my, my guests about their upbringing. How was your, how was, who was Dorothy Inez growing up? Well, um, like I mentioned about my birth mother, I was abandoned by my birth mother um, at the age of three. She left my brother and I in an orphanage. And, um, you know, so growing up, you know, that that memory is vivid in my mind. And so that impacted my sense of worth and uh, value. But one thing I always knew is that I wanted to be a star. You know, I always wanted to, you, you can, there's pictures of me dancing. I would get on top of my dad's desk and I would be singing. And I was like, my name's supposed to be in lights, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, and, and when I was going through my, my self-love journey, Dagmar, one of the things that we had to do um, our assignment was to go back to your your family of origin and people who knew you growing up and ask them, what do they remember about you? Because they say that who you were meant to be shows up in those early years before the age of six. Those characteristics show up and then the world starts squishing them down because what they believe you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. And I always singing, always dancing. I got that consistently. So you're going to see me now singing more. I did my first debut last week um, on my Facebook page. So that's just, you know, and I grew up in a military family, um, army family, and uh, traveled the world um, my whole life, every two to three years moving. And um, so it, it's made me very adaptable. I grew up in Germany and traveled all around Europe. And so I'm used to different cultures and, you know, faith traditions. And I just have a lot of respect um, for diversity. Oh, wow. 
uh, I mean, I completely understand about that and moving two, three years, because uh, I, I, I have uh, 24 years of military experience on my shoulders. So I know a lot of people that have gone through um, that situation and I completely understand or, you know, at least can relate to how, how that feeling is of not being able to kind of like put your roots in where you are and just like grow where you are. You always have like to, you know, just grab your stuff and keep moving. Um, yeah. And I love that because, you know, I've been able to see a lot of things, Dagmar, that most people just see in books. Mm -hmm. And because I've been exposed to different um, types of people and because I have to move, I adapt well to change. Um, I have friends all, I could drive across and because I've driven across the US four times um, mm -hmm. by myself. I have friends in every state it feels like. And so, it gives you an appreciation for people. And especially in this kind of climate, it gives you more compassion. Mm -hmm. And you're a part of the change because you experience more than just your little small community, whether that's your town, whether that's your race, whether that's just the little hood that you grew up in, you can kind of have the small mentality versus when you're out and you're moving, you, you just, life is just so much more expanded. Exactly. And uh, I think that uh, having that experience also help, helps people like being uh, more cohesive with others when it comes to, you know, making uh, work relationships. And um, I think that I think that's essential. Like we should like know more about culture and languages as we grow up. Mm -hmm. I always say that. Um, now, so your dream was to be a star. Mm hmm. So then what happened? Well, I'm a star. <laughs> That's right. You are a star. <laughs> it doesn't look the way I thought it would look. You know, I thought, you know, I was going to be, and, and I will tell you, I did go down that path a little bit in my 20s. And I was working on an album in Germany. And I did dance with a big um, group that that they are very popular now in uh, Europe and I was a dancer and all that but then I thought I was going to get married and I moved to the USA and that's kind of where it ended and so I was almost famous and um, but then I learned that I was born to be a star but in a different way the way that God called me to be a star and because we're all stars, you know, mm -hmm. we were all born to shine is what uh, scripture says. And it's making a choice to live out your shine. And that is what I uh, teach women. So I'm a star. You're a star. We're all celebrities. Celebrity means to be celebrated. And each mm -hmm. one of us was born to be celebrated. And so, yeah, so I am living out my purpose. And uh, so I just show up like a star. Because That's right. <laughs> and we love it. And we love it. So tell me, how, how do you became an author? How, 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 was, how was that process and how you got into it? So that, I'm trying to think of the first. So my first book, because I've done it four times, four-time international best-selling author, and that happened. Um, the first book was, uh, 
um, something heels, success in high heels, success in high heels. And that happened with a friend, a friend of mine from Mexico, um, entrepreneur. She was putting together, they're all uh, anthologies. And she's like, I'm putting, putting together a book. I think you have an amazing story. And we all collaborated to make this, you know, make this book happen. And that's the first time that I ever shared, you know, shared my journey, um, you know, my journey to self-love and, and self-acceptance. And so that's how it started is doing doing compilations. And they're a great way when you don't have a super huge budget to get your story out there and collaborate with other women to you help each other get your stories out there. And I just love doing anthologies. I love that. I love that. And you just mentioned something that I've been, I talk about a lot in this collaboration. Mm -hmm. That's the best way, no other to, you know, just bring our story out there, but to lift somebody else with you in the process. And I found that like so... I think it's essential. Like everybody should do it. Everybody should collaborate more. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Because a lot of times women get caught up in comparing, competing, and really that's a, that's a lack mindset and mentality. And there's enough for everybody because here's what I know, Dagmar, is that each and every one of us is here on assignment. Each and every one of us has people that God has assigned us to. So I don't need to worry about what you're doing or if we do the same thing because the ones that are for you are for you and the ones that are for me are for me. So I don't need to worry about that kind of, oh, she does the same thing I do. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> and this is something that I was also talking with. I don't know if you know her, Giselle, uh, the branding professor. No. Mm-mm. Well, I was I was talking with her on Instagram uh, not too long ago, and we were talking about that. And that was... The the fact that you don't need, I mean, when you collaborate, even if you are in the same niche, it doesn't matter. You should do it anyway, because the thing is that there's like billions of people out there, billions of people, and maybe they're not connect with me, but they do connect with you. And, and that's what they need. They just need to reach out to you. And if I am the vehicle for them to reach out to you, then I just serve my purpose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, and and that's what people need to see. Maybe your purpose is not to be, well, maybe you are the star, but you've been the star of being a breach for others to reach out their destiny. Right. So, right. Yeah. And that's what's and, and and that's the most powerful way to look at it because what distinguishes, you know, like I work with women in direct sales, and so even though this person might sell the same product you sell, well, what makes it different is you and who you be in the exactly. world. So you became four times best-selling author internationally, and you then went into the speaking arena. How do, how do you start being out there as an inspirational speaker? Well, I started speaking at the age of four and (laughs) no, I started speaking, you know, it's just come naturally. I remember 
who was it? I was watching some celebrity um, say that she she was told all. Oh, I think it was I think it was uh, Lisa Nichols shared how she had been told all her life she talked too much, and she said, "Well." I'm going to turn this up. I'm going to go ahead and make a living out of talking too much. And my pastor said the same thing. Pastor Judah Smith in LA, he said the same thing. You know what? Well, I'm going to do, do a career where I get to talk all the time since I like to talk. And so I really took that to heart because all my life I've been told, you talk too much. You talk too much. That's why I said four, because that's how far back I can remember being told, you talk too much. And, um, Speaking is the easiest way to reach the most people, getting on somebody's stage, getting a room full of people, doing things like this, being on people's podcasts, being on people's, um, you know, virtual shows, because you can make more of an impact. And how I get on, you know, if, if somebody's interested in wanting to, to speak, is you just gotta ask. You gotta have the courage to ask um, to speak on people's stages and know the value that you bring um, to their audience. And so that's how I started, is just people find out about me like yourself, um, and then there's people where I'm like, you know what? I need to be on that stage because, or be on that show because what they talk about resonates for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then you started as a confidence coach. Tell me how that happened. Tell me how that's going. Tell me all about it. Okay. How much time do we have? <laughs> oh, we we have enough time. <laughs> we have enough time. Don't let, don't worry. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. So I started out actually. Just, do you mind if I give just a little background? Oh, just go ahead. Okay. So I started out in corporate. How this whole thing even started was working in corporate, especially since today is Women's National International Women's Day. Um, I think this is a great story to tell because, yeah, this is all about us today, is that I was working in corporate, been in there for 25, you know, 25 years working in telecommunications, leading people. And I accidentally one day went into the drawer of my manager and I found paychecks. And I noticed on a paycheck of one of my peers who was 10 years younger than me that they were making $7,000 a year more than me. And um, I'm like, wow, I know I've got a lot more experience than this person. And I took it to HR. HR wasn't willing to change it. So here I was, woman, getting paid $7,000 less than a man for the exact same job and was outperforming that person. And they would not do it. So that's what triggered me to begin to look at going for what it is I always wanted to do, and that was to be a makeup artist. And so um, I took a um, leave of absence because I was stressed out, and I went to school in LA to become a professional makeup artist and came back, uh, retired from, um, from my corporate job, and be started out as a makeup artist, 
as people were sitting in my chair, I realized, you know, I was working on celebrities, like famous news people and models. And I started realizing, Dagmar, that women, no matter how successful they are, they struggle with how they see themselves. And I was one of those women, you know, I, in corporate, I had the suit on. I looked like, oh, Dorothy Inez has got it going on. She's, you know, so confident. But on the inside, truly, I was a hot mess. I, I, I doubted myself. I was angry. So I, there were times I could be mean. And so that's when I started that self-love journey. And that led me. So my first business launched, the first, you know, um, what do you call it, phase of this where I am now started in 2010 as a self love and beauty coach. I launched it February um, 13th, 2011. And then as I was working on, you know, my master's degree, which I finished my master's three years ago, I did my thesis work in the area of confidence. So I'm actually a scientist in, 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 uh, in confidence. I'm Which is fantastic. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm published in academic journals. My work is that where I study confidence and the correlation of confidence to entrepreneurship in women. And so when I became the confidence expert, I said, you know what? That's exactly what's missing in the women that I meet. It's confidence is the word. And so that's where I decided to lay my hat because I am an expert in the area of confidence, how to develop it, um, you know, from an academic space as well as my own personal journey. Um, I started out confident when I was born and up until the age of three, but when all that, you know, we all have that stuff that happens in the middle that begins to squash us and squash us and squash us. You know, motherhood comes in, we lose more of ourselves, you know, wife and all this stuff. And you start forgetting who you are and before you know it, you're like, where the hell is my confidence? That's right. And That's so right. I'm here to help women restore back to the truth of who they really are. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, tell me what within that journey and, you know, you becoming a, a confidence scientist and all that. What do you think it is, the, the few things that really stop women from showing up, especially entrepreneurs, to show up confident within, within their, their uh, business or within their environment? What is the, those things that stop them? Well, like I mentioned, first of all, it starts with... Um, someone they love, someone they respect, telling them they don't believe in them. Uh, you know, you can't do that. They start planting seeds of doubt, okay? That's number one. So that's always ruminating. That's always playing in their operating system, you know, that they can't do it. So that's the first, the, where it first starts. Then they may try it. They may try something and then they fail. So then that helps to solidify it. So it's like this stuff that keeps piling on because in their mind, the story is, 
even if they don't say it out loud. Story might be, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. And so the brain automatically, our brains are programmed to look for the worst in every situation. So our brain is constantly looking for proof. And then the other thing is our self-talk. Because see, we talk to ourselves more than anybody. anybody. <laughs> yeah, you might think, well, I don't talk to myself, girl. You're talking to yourself right now as you're listening yes. to my voice. You are talking to yourself. Yes, you're a little coco. So, but, you know, we talk to ourselves um, the most. And so what we have to learn to do is reprogram that. The scriptures say, you know, um, that you have to renew your mind. You have to renew your mind on a daily basis. And you have, and it's a practice. It literally is a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. And so how, you know, how women can begin to, I'm going to guess you're going to ask me how. I'm already starting down there. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm about to say that this. I think that that journaling has, and I, I say this because I've been doing it since the year started. Mm-hmm. I think that journaling on daily basis does helps to kind of like focus your your energy on the, every day. Mm-hmm. In the morning, you know, get your thoughts, your mind straight on, you know, not only what you want to achieve and the things you're grateful for, but also on appreciate yourself and, you know, appreciate especially how far you have become mm-hmm. throughout, throughout, you know, time mm-hmm. and see, you know, how far God has bring you, you know, uh, to be the person that you are today and be grateful for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think for me, I think journaling is, is, has been a key of, you know, that keeping that self-talk on positive Mm-hmm. Uh, vibes all the time. So, yeah, and I use when I first started, I actually have about 10 boxes of journals out in my storage that eventually is going to become the book that I write. But journaling is very, uh, very powerful. We have to learn to reprogram the thoughts. And one of the things when I, you know, I had a counselor. And my counselor taught me this litmus test. And so anytime a thought would come in uh, to my mind, you know, you could do what you're saying. You could write down the thought and, you know, so you get it on paper and then you could say, is this, is this true? No or yes. If it's true, if it's yes, then you want to explore. But most often the answer is no. Then the next question you ask yourself is, does this move me closer? Does this thinking move me closer to my goals? The answer is most likely no. (laughs) (laughs) Then the third question is, how can we reframe the thought? So then we write down what is true about you Mm -hmm. and what kind of proof. And so you can begin to journal what kind of proof do you have? So if you say, I am worthy, well, what are some things that show you're worthy? And the more you learn how to combat that, and that's why I was going to say, this is a spiritual practice to tap into and know who you are. I recommend writing your I am statements. Who do you know that you are? Who does God say that you are? Who do those who love you say that I, you know, mm-hmm. that you 
are and write your I am statements. And then what I've done is I have them recorded right here on my phone and I put some beautiful relaxing music <laughs> to them. And I listen to them. I put on these earbuds and I listen to my affirmations two times a day. I listen to my voice, voice. my voice telling me what I'm not. And then I listen to my voice telling me what I am. Yes. It's played 12 minutes, two times a day of who am I? And so that's, you know, one thing I would say. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, the work that I do, Dagmar, is deeply spiritual. It doesn't come from a carnal place. It comes from really aligning the woman with her source whatever that is if you're christian it can be jesus if you're muslim whatever your religion is your your source is and what does source say about you what is true and then when you begin to operate from the source within rather than the source without what other people say what your that negative crap you're saying then you begin to show up more confidently. Yes. You take on, like yesterday, my pastor preached on borrowed confidence. You borrow the confidence of the divine. You cloak yourself in that. And then you show up as the light that you were called to be, the star within. That's right. I love it. Yay. So let me ask you one last question. Okay. Let me ask you one, one last question. One last question. I'm tapped out. <laughs> I'm like, where people can find you? Where people can find me is number one, my website, which is um, Dorothy Inez at DorothyInez.com. Thank you. She's got it up here on the screen. Dorothy Inez at DorothyInez.com. And remember, my first name is Dorothy Inez. If you call me Dorothy, there's like this invisible hand that goes, boop, and just <laughs> Jumps through your screen, jumps through your phone. Just jump. believe me, I felt it early today. <laughs> so funny, funny, you got jokes. And then the other place you all can connect with me is in my private Facebook group. This private Facebook group is for uh, women in direct sales, um, you know, who are looking to develop the confidence that they need to really shine in their direct sales business. And that is the soulful confidence um group and you can find me there pretty much every day and you can just go on my regular facebook page which is just my name dorothy I dorothy inez which is dorothy hyphen inez um so yeah awesome well i will have to say thank you so much for being here today any last word for our audience no, I just want to say thank you, Dagmar, for inviting me to share. Um, I appreciate you so much. And I'm so blessed to have sisters like you um, in my community. And so thank you so much. And audience, thank you. thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, just don't hesitate to reach out. I'm happy to help. Thank you so much. Well, Thank you everybody for being here today with us. If you have any questions or comments, don't forget to leave them below. We are also are gonna be transmitting this episode on YouTube and also on Spotify, Anchor and Google Podcasts along with another three other platforms. So don't forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to every channel, any 
platform out there because we have more for you. Now, don't miss this Wednesday. We have Lala will be our next episode. She's an amazing young woman. She's, she's a singer and she sings like the angels. Like she has the most beautiful voice and you guys cannot miss this interview with her on Wednesday at 1 p.m. here in the Be Fearless, Be Fearless podcast. <laughs> so until then, don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Bye.